0: Hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders-Blackman here with you with 15 minutes on the topic of Agile and how the world has gone Agile. Well, let me step back just a a little bit because a lot of times, again, you hear me referencing software design and software delivery, but I said in this series, I was going to equate it to also the whole idea of home, home buying, home selling, home renovation, that they all kind of are in this same boat when it comes to how you approach a project. And a lot of you do your homework. You know that project management, which is big in IT and a lot of people got their certifications in project management from organizations like PMI or Prince, if you're in Europe, That. PMI was originally built by way of the construction industry so in their mind a project is a project now that's where I'm going to take one little exception because in the world of software design and delivery Keep in mind, it's only 30 years old. We've only been coding and programming for 30 years. And as much as we like to call it a science, if it was a science, then we'd get it right a lot more than we do the first time. Science is really a lot of trial and error because the territory that we are approaching and using software for automating the manual world. Well, the manual world isn't black and white. The The real world isn't ones and zeros. People's ideas and visions of where they want to go and how they want to get there is not black and white. And again, I go back to just think about when's the last time you went out and looked For a dwelling. It could have been an apartment. It could have been a townhouse, a condo, a house. It doesn't matter. You were looking for a dwelling. Something suitable for your lifestyle. Now, not only did you have to consider your current lifestyle, but maybe you might want to think about the next year or two or three. Are you going to get married? Are you going to have kids? Do you already have kids? Do you have pets and animals? All of that. And then you came up and you had some visual or or vision for what you want your dwelling to look like. And oftentimes shows like HGTV kind of shaped your idea of what this dwelling is going to look like. Then you went out and you started looking and you went into the first one. and, And how many of you? I wish I could see you raise your hand. Oftentimes when I do virtual class we have uh, the software allows you to raise your hand when I ask a question. Well my question is how many of you go out there and bought the very first place you looked at without even looking at a second option whatsoever. Now I'll tell you in, in my experience I've actually bought the first thing I looked at but it wasn't until after I looked at about 20 or 30 more places and realized that the first one was my best option. And that's OK. But keep in mind, I looked at all those other options and I saw things I liked about them. I saw the things I didn't like them. Trust me. And picking a dwelling, a house, especially if you're buying, if it's an investment um, I've had whole spreadsheets. I've had whiteboards. I've gone through all the same analytics. Well, all that said, again, would a real estate agent or a leasing agent look at you and go, you don't know what you want. You're a bad customer. Well, what we do in IT, we look at the business and say they don't know what they want. They don't know their business. We often scoff at them and and mock them. But the reality is I might know my business and what I do today and how I do it today. But then you want me to put it in terms of automation and technical implementation. You're really asking a lot. And that said, I love when people say, well, the project went wrong because the requirements were wrong. Well, tell me what was wrong about them. Now that they can't answer. And as a matter of fact, oftentimes when we write the requirements, we have everybody on the team review those requirements. So if we reviewed them and we thought they were okay based on what we knew, if we missed something then we missed it. So I often emphasize that requirements is a team sport. But All of that said is that everybody has to kind of step down and step back and accept the fact that there is still a lot of trial and error in the world of IT and technology. Now, yes, programmers, they go to college and they learn to code and and they'll justify that if you say this statement, then the computer will always execute it the same exact way. So it's most definitely a science. But I go back to. You're trying to take a tool that only works in ones and zeros or black and white and trying to automate a technicolor world, a very three dimensional world, world that's always changing and evolving and has layers and perspectives. So that's what makes it tough. Now, all that said. We're here to talk about Agile, right? And so the world is going agile. Everybody's adopting agile, but they're adopting it in different ways, and they're kind of shortcutting, and they're using a little bit of waterfall, a little bit of scrum, a touch of kanban. They're using all sorts of things, and they're using tools, and they're getting, they're going and taking one day classes, and calling themselves scrum masters, um, even though they've never uh, executed, but yet they're masters. So. All of a sudden, people are getting this perception that agile is the silver bullet. Well, it's not. because this particular silver bullet is tells you, in its very definition, that it's about continuous process improvement. But that all said, you can't just take a fraction of what agile really represents. And expect the full benefits. If you're only going to nibble at Agile, if you're only going to pick at Agile, if you stay around the peripheral and don't deep dive in, then only expect nominal and minimal benefits. That's the cause and effect. So yes, you don't have to implement full Agile. You don't have to uh, take in consideration all of the advice and recommendations that people have that have done it. Are giving you, do it your way. I have no problem with that. But you can't whine, and yes, I'm gonna say you can't whine that it's not the full benefits, it's not all it's cracked up to, it's not what everybody was bragging about. Well, you've got to get you gotta get fully immersed, you've got to commit. The more you commit, the more you give. It's going to be uncomfortable. I often tell teams, if you went to class and came back and, and you called yourself implementing Agile and it wasn't uncomfortable, you probably didn't do it right. There needs to be a little bit of pain. Similar to, I know a lot of you know, you you get you buy a new house and you're all excited about it. You're going through the building process. But then you got to go through the pain of moving from the old house to the new house. Everybody dreads that part of it. You got to sort through things. You got to get rid of things. You got to box things up in such a way you don't want them to get broken. Then you uh, get to the new place. You've got to unbox everything. You got to find places for it. You, you then you misplace what you put and what box, and and now you spend weeks always trying to figure out where is this item and which box is that item in. It's painful. So the move and the transformation from waterfall or iterative too Agile. And keep in mind, the more drastic the move, it's going to be uncomfortable. Anybody out there downsizing? That's a drastic move because you've got a lot of stuff. Now you got to reduce it and live in a totally different way. So, all that said, there is pain, but there's also gain. We all do it. We move. Why? Because... There's something better. There's a carrot. There's something that has enticed us to go ahead, pack things up, and make the move. So the same with Agile. Now, can you imagine? Some of you may have done this where you've had to live between two places. You leave a little stuff at your old place and a little stuff at your new place. Maybe you haven't rented your old place yet, so you still got some stuff over there. Or maybe even like myself, I've got some stuff in a secondary storage. And so when I need certain things, I got to drive over and get things out of that secondary storage. And my goal before 2018 is over is to close that storage because that's painful. It's the same with agile. You can't fully enjoy the new house because you're still stuck and kind of living in two worlds. So take a step back and A, with all everything that I've just said, number one, teams need to not be so hard on each other and not so hard on other people in other roles. Secondly, if you're going to make a transition, go ahead and get the full benefits out of it and accept the fact that yes, there's going to be some pain. But keep your eye on the game. And everything that they're saying about Agile, I've seen it fully functioning. Not once, but on many projects. So what they're saying and what I'm saying is true. But you've got to go through the process. So in 2018, I think some of these Agile teams really need to have a heart-to-heart about are we really pushing the envelope and if nothing else when we have these long debates about if you're doing agile right or wrong that's not what I'm talking about I don't care if you're doing everything by the book what I care about is are you challenging some of your norms are you challenging some of the behaviors are you challenging some of the attitudes I've heard people say we can't do this we don't do this This doesn't work for us. And when I peeled back the layers, there was someone that was either holding on to their territory, was being stubborn, didn't want to change, didn't agree with the process. Just pure attitude. Not because it wasn't the right thing to do. Not because it wasn't going to benefit other team members. There was one person holding out. And nobody on the team wanted to confront them. Eh, So they hired me and I did it. Now, they're doing much better. And actually, on more than one occasion, that person holding out, after really addressing what and, and making them see, holding up a mirror to make them see what they were doing to their teammates, they gave in. And now they're fully functioning. They didn't leave the teams. They didn't resign. They, they didn't quit the projects. As much as everybody feared, don't rock the boat. Don't make them mad because they'll leave. They actually stayed with their teams. So, a lot to digest, a lot to consider. We're coming upon the end of the year. So, I really want you to think about how we're going to take Agile to the next level. Agile is one of the approaches that really started as a grassroot initiative in IT. Not necessarily something that was borrowed, like project management, from another industry. The Agile Manifesto was centered around IT. Now. The rest of the world is borrowing our manifesto, our mindset, our vision for the world. So we're setting up every area of the business for this new innovative thinking. So we need to be proud of what we created and how we have changed the course of business. Embrace it. Don't fight it. All right? Well, that's all for today. Hope this episode, like all of our Technology Expresso episodes, provides you and quenches your thirst for innovation and inspiration. Until next time, this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman. Thanks for joining us. Bye.
1: You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our broadcast archives, social media handles, contact information, and upcoming shows, visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. Call our event hotline, 855-484-6837, for a list of STEM-related events in various states across the country. That's 855-484-6837. Your feedback is important to us. Send us an email through our website or directly to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch.